Hi guys, my name is Sarah Balding and this is my podcast, Faithfully Fallen. So today we're going to be talking about how we are supposed to be bold in our faith because I feel like this is something over the past couple weeks that has come up numerous times in my own life and uh, God has been teaching me a little bit about it um, both in my Bible reading and in my life experiences. So I thought it would be cool if I came on here and shared with you guys just some Bible verses on it um, and just some tidbits of information. So we're going to start off with prayer and then get started on that. Dear God, I just thank you for today that we're able to follow you and we have the freedom to pursue you in this country so freely. I thank you for that gift and I pray for everyone who is your follower today and everyone who is not that your words would just touch us and that I would be someone who you are using to spread the good news of this gospel and that we have salvation in Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be bold. Uh, And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So first off, we're going to start with a verse from Romans, and this is Romans 1.16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And I think this is such a good verse. I'm going to be plugging a couple verses if you guys want to start memorizing them. I think verse memory is a great thing. I've talked about it many times. And even in our last episode, I talked about it with um, Ken. And so um, Romans 116 is a really great way to start out this podcast because it sets up a couple things that we need to know before we get into what it looks like to be bold in our faith. Because first of all, this verse um, is saying that I am not ashamed of the gospel. And that's what it means to be bold is that you're not afraid to share your faith. You're not afraid to talk about Jesus to people and, and you bring him up when it when it becomes necessary, you know? You're not shying away from those opportunities that God is giving you. And then the second part of this verse talks about how it is the power of God. So this really starts us off knowing and remembering that we do not have the power. When we witness, when we spread the good news, when we really do anything in life, It's the power that comes from God. It's the power that comes from the Holy Spirit that enables us to do that. When you want to share your faith with someone, it's by God's power and it's by God's work in their hearts if they come to know Christ. We really cannot do anything on our own and that's why we need God. And so it's emphasized so clearly here in this verse that it's the power of God, not the power of Sarah, not the power of you, not the power of any human. It's God's power that brings salvation to everyone who believes. It says first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And this really emphasizes that anyone can be saved by God. Salvation is for every single person on the face of this earth, you know. And so by God's power, which can be working through us when we witness and when we evangelize or spread the good news to other people, they can have life. Anyone can. And so we're going to be talking a little bit from Acts, from Acts 5, to look at how the apostles had boldness in their faith. And I've been reading through Acts recently, and I, it seems like every single chapter at the end of the chapter, it's talking about how they just continued to spread the, the good news with boldness. 
and that they just continued to go tell people about Jesus. And that's how, you know, the early church started. That's how Christianity spread, you know, because people went out and told other people the good news. And that's what these apostles were doing. So we're going to be looking at Acts 5, 12 through 32. And I'm just going to read through this probably with a couple of pauses in between just to talk about it a little bit. But once again, this is just an example of the apostles being bold in their faith. So it says, The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. And so that was verse 12, and then it goes on for the next couple verses to explain how they're meeting together and these um, wonderful signs that are happening and miracles that they're doing through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then we pick up in verse 17. It says, The high priests and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. Okay, so pause. These apostles are spreading the good news. They're gathering and meeting together to talk about Jesus and talk about um, the gospel. And, and these Sadducees are filled with jealousy because they don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And so they arrest the apostles and they put them in jail. And that is a consequence, a worldly consequence that happens from the apostles preaching the good news. But then what happens in verse 19, it, it says, But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. Okay, so I'm going to pause again because the apostles were just arrested for teaching, were they not? And then this angel appears and releases them from prison. And what do they do? The angel tells them to go continue preaching, and they do. They immediately begin teaching. They were not worried that they were going to be arrested again. They just knew they needed to obey the angel, and they knew they needed to fulfill their duty as, a, as apostles and as Christians and spread the good news to other people. And so that's just what they did. They continued teaching despite the consequences of the world that they could have seen, despite the fact that they might have been imprisoned. And, and for us in the United States, we have so much freedom to spread the good news. I don't think you will be put in jail for telling your good friend about your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're doing that out of love because you love them and you genuinely want them to have eternal life, that is an incredibly beautiful thing. And that is a good thing. And thank the Lord that in this country, we are not put in prison for that. Because people around this world are still today. And that is a really unfortunate thing. And we pray for those other sisters and brothers, but we may be embarrassed we may um, have very small consequences for sharing the good news, really. Maybe someone will tell you, oh, that's stupid. I don't believe that. Um, you know, but that's, you're really not going to be imprisoned in this country. You're not going to be killed for, for sharing this good news. And yet some of us don't do it. And that's not to 
to fault anyone in particular to call anyone out but if if you believe in the lord the lord is telling us to go spread the good news so you pray about that and ask yourself am i really doing this and what is stopping me from doing this because even even though the apostles were put in jail as soon as they were released by the angels they went back to teaching because that is what they were told to do and so it continues uh, when the high priest and his officials arrived, they convented the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported, The jail was securely locked with guards standing outside, but when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple, teaching the people. Then the captain went with the temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. Didn't we tell you never again to teach this man's name? He demanded. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. Now listen to how the apostles respond to this in verse 29. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so it is the Holy Spirit who is given by God to those who obey him. What a response! You, you're arrested for spreading the good news. You're released by an angel, and then you're arrested again, and you're asked why you continue to preach the good news. And, and these apostles respond, because we need to obey God. Rather than you, who, who are telling us to do something that goes directly in conflict with what God is telling us to do. And I feel like that's an important thing to mention here, because... Romans 13, 1 tells us that everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So how does this make sense with this verse that, that Peter and the apostles are replying? No, we have to obey God rather than a human authority. Well, if you look at these two verses, what Romans 13, 1 is talking about is if your government is placed in authority by God, then you have to obey them and you have to do what they say. But if what your government is telling you to do is directly in conflict with what the Lord is telling you to do, then you don't have to obey the authority saying that for that circumstance because God ultimately is the highest authority. And so we obey our our authorities on this world, our governments, because they were put there by God. But if those governments start becoming in direct conflict with how the Lord is governing our lives, then we don't have to be subject to that rule because ultimately we are subject to God's rule. And so that's what's coming into play here. And they're saying we must obey God rather than any human authority. And, and that is something that 
we cannot forget. We are not serving people. Ultimately, we are serving the Lord. And we have to obey what the Lord is telling us to do. And if you don't know what the Lord is telling you to do, get in your Bible, get in your word, discover his commandments to you, discover his commissions to you. But one thing that I can tell you today is that the Lord is telling us to be bold in spreading his word because that's exactly what is happening here. Even in their response to as why they didn't stop talking about God after they were arrested, they continue to talk about God and to talk about Jesus and to spread that good news. Even in their response to that, they're talking about how Jesus was killed and hung on a cross and how he did it so that the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. And they just continue to spread this good news because that is what they know they were told to do by God and they're obeying God in doing so. And so we're called to do the same thing with the Great Commission. You know, we need to go out into this world and tell other people about the good news we have. Because when you're bold in your faith and start talking to someone, it might seem scary. You might get a bad response. I'm not going to lie to you. Some people respond negatively to you spreading the good news to them. But even just that act of you being bold enough to say something about your faith is going to make people want to know why. Why you have so much confidence in what you believe in. Why you're so passionate about this guy named Jesus, you know? And that is a good way in itself. And so it's also important that if we're being bold like that, we need to be bold about the correct thing, right? So what are we supposed to be bold about? Well, ultimately, it's it's Christ, not ourselves, okay? I don't want you to go out there boasting and being bold about, about you because that's not the good news. The, I'm sorry, the good news is not you. The good news is Jesus Christ. And so in the end of Acts chapter 5, which I've been reading from in verses 41 through 42, it, it talks about this. It says, The apostles left the high council, rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. And I think that's great because this is the message we're teaching. Jesus is the Messiah. Ultimately, that is it. He is the Son of God who came to this earth to die for our sins and give us eternal life because we can't get it on our own. That is the message we're sharing. That is what we're bold about because we have gratitude in our hearts for how Jesus did that for us and we want that for the people we love. We want that for everyone else out there. And 2 Corinthians 3.12 um, emphasizes this again. It says, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We have such a hope in Jesus Christ, guys. He is our only hope. Every single one of us are on a path straight to hell because we have disobeyed God in some way or another and in many ways. But through Jesus Christ, we have hope. We have hope that we're not going to go to hell and that we will have eternal life with Jesus because he made that sacrifice for us. And we're very bold because of that. We're given a spirit, the Holy Spirit, that makes us bold. It says in 2 Timothy 1, 7 through 8, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. If God has done something so radical in your life, 
Don't be ashamed about that. Go tell it. Go scream it from the mountains. You know, you, everyone needs to know this and, and you need to be bold about it. And so if you need a gospel reminder, if you need a refresher of, of the truth of the gospel, um, you can read the entire Old Testament and New Testament to get that full picture, to get the context of what the Old Covenant was like, what the New Covenant with Jesus is like. Or um, there's a shorter option. You can read Acts 13, 13 through 43. Um, this is kind of a summed up version of basically the history of Israel and God's people and everything that leads up to Jesus Christ. So if you want to know about that a little more, you can read that to refresh yourself on what we're being bold about, how to tell other people this good news. Um, but one thing that I would like to say is with all of this, with being bold and going and talking to people about your faith that has given you life, we still need to remember that we are called to be loving, to be kind, to be gentle, and to be good. These are um, four of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, and so these are not in conflict with being bold. You can still be bold and be loving. You can be bold and be kind and be gentle and be good. Being bold and being gentle are not opposites, guys. They work together because boldness is confidence, but you can still be confident about your faith and outspoken about your faith while still being gentle and respectful to other people in, in loving towards them. Because ultimately, our purpose for sharing the good news is number one, because we're told to by God, but also because we genuinely care about these people we're telling the good news to. Because if we truly believe in the gospel, then we know that these people are not going to go to heaven unless they believe in the truth of Jesus and his sacrifice. And so out of love for those people, we tell them the good news. And so that's how you can still be bold, but be loving and be kind and be gentle and be good. And that's really important because we don't want to turn people away from this good news that is full of love. Guys, it's a story of love. It's a story of a gift for each and every single person out there. It's a story of, of grace and mercy. And we don't want to, we don't want to portray that wrong. And so listen to the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit guide you in how, how to be bold and outspoken about that good news, but also do it in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and that is loving towards other people. And so I just wanted to remind you guys to keep that in mind as you're going out and sharing with other people. And don't be worried about that, but be praying about that. Be asking God to have the Holy Spirit guide you as you do that, because it's important that we don't want to turn people away um, through our own sinfulness and our own errors in portraying the gospel. We want, we want them to see God's love through us and through sharing this news with them. And so I just have a memory verse option for you guys. If you wanted to memorize another verse, I know I mentioned uh, Romans 1.16 in the beginning, but this one is Psalms 27.1. And it kind of goes back to the apostles and how they were talking about how they um, are serving God and they're not serving man or any of the Sadducees or anyone else. This is Psalm 27.1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. 
whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I really love this verse because we don't need to be afraid of of people and of how they're going to react to the good news because ultimately we can't control that. We can plant the seeds, but only God can do the growing. And so when the Lord is the center of your life, when he is your stronghold, your salvation and your light, you don't have to fear people. And so that verse has really helped me to um, be bold in my faith and to go out and talk to other people and to bring up God when he comes up in a conversation rather than choosing not to. Because I feel like that's such a simple decision that maybe we make every day just to just to shy away from from bringing God into that conversation. But I'm urging you guys today, don't do that. Be bold in your faith and and don't fear any people in this world. So that was really all that I had for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and just joining me on this journey as we learn together how to faithfully follow God.